0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Good morning. This is the third uh, and last Sunday uh, that we are speaking about godly families. And um, I don't think it's really fair on me. <laughs> you know, um, Johnny Bell is over 80 years old. He's ticked all the boxes. <laughs> um, Kasi Karsens is uh, quite a bit older than me. And you know, both of them, if they die today, we can say they did well. And I'm only halfway with my life. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still trying to figure things out. Um, But then I thought maybe I will make all of us feel better (laughs) and uh, maybe you can, many of us can, can relate to me because when I speak about godly families, I don't speak about something that I, uh, that I and we as a family have already accomplished. I am speaking about something that we are busy figuring out together with God helping us. So before I do anything, I'd just like us to watch a short clip. Kim Kardashian. No, no, no. I'd like to... If you could have dinner with anyone, living or dead, who would you choose? Kylie Minogue. Oh. Marilyn Monroe. Oh God, I wouldn't have a clue. I know, straight up. Paul Hogan. Kim Kardashian No, no, no I'd like to have dinner with Justin Bieber What? (laughs) He's not coming to my eyes No, (laughs) um I'd have Bob Hawke Dave Hughes Barry Humphries Jimi Hendrix People who have made a difference in the world Maybe Nelson Mandela at the dinner table I don't know what he's going to say, I'm scared If you could have dinner with anyone in the world Who would you choose? Probably a whole family, like, a whole extended family. Mom and Dad. Oh. Mom and Dad. Does it have to be a celebrity? Could it be family? We love it. We talk about how school is. We ask Mom and Dad how their day was. Family. Yeah, Mom and Dad. Family! Who would you always like to have a dinner with? They just want to be with us mm. while they're eating food, which is pretty cool. They see us above everything. I'm gonna get. Yeah, yeah. A bit, bit of a message in it for me. Yeah. <laughs> what are we having for dinner? It was enough of a sermon already. <laughs> I cry every single time when I watch this. Um, I want to cry now. <laughs> I really have to have to try. Um, yes. Well, we just have no idea. Oh, sorry, we have no idea um, how much our children crave us more than anything else and we have no idea how all of us crave family and that God actually made it that way and we have no idea how many people out there do not have families and what they go through. Oh, I did not plan on this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Usually quite chirpy. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, I was watching this yesterday and I was just crying and my children said they would have no idea why this is so sad. <laughs> so I said, you're right, you know. Thank you, Nikki. You don't understand that, yet. <laughs> so, um... Let's talk about families Um, bearing in mind that I'm also still figuring out (laughs) how the best way is to have a a godly, God-fearing family. And um, the first scripture that I want to read is from Ephesians 5, Ephesians 2, verse eight to nine. And this is a very liberating scripture and um, probably the most important thing that I will say this morning, and I want to just start out by saying that I am aware of the fact that not all of us that are sitting here are married, not all of us have children, not all of us have a good um, and a positive Perception of family. I'm, I'm aware of that. And, and I know that if there are three sermons in a row <laughs> on family and you don't have one, then that's hard. And I realize that. I realize that if you are divorced, this might be hard. I realize that if you have relational troubles in your family, then this is hard. And, and I want to start out by saying that my prayer this morning is that God will speak to our hearts. And maybe there's just one thing that we hear this morning that is comforting, encouraging, convicting us perhaps. But that God does not um, overlook anyone. (laughs) And God is not more pleased with any of our performances than any other performance. Because Jesus died so that we don't have to please but just live obedient lives. (laughs) And that God forgives And that he gave his life because he knew that we would make wrong choices or mistakes. And if we are here this morning and we have regrets, which if you do not have any regrets, regrets, I I envy you. If you do have regrets, then just know that God actually is bigger. (laughs) And God can actually heal anything and anyone. He's able to do that. And that this morning will not be hard for us, but that that it will be liberating, and that it will bring joy to us. That is is my prayer. So reading from Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9, it would be great if I could find it there. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works lest anyone should boast. So the first thing that I want to say is godly families are not perfect families. They don't have perfect lives and they are not striving for perfection. Perfection is not the goal. (laughs) Is that liberating? I have tried maybe some of us here. So um, uh, we, we have been married for almost 20 years. Anton and I, we got married on Millennium Day. So on the 1st of January, it will be 20 years. And we have five children. The oldest one is 16. The youngest one is nine. And none of them are here in this church this morning. So I can say anything about them. And they will not know. <laughs> I'm just joking. I do respect their privacy to an extent (laughs) Uh, that I think is healthy. (laughs) But um, I just want to say that 20 years is not that long. Some of you who are sitting here have been married for much longer and your children are much older. But I, I really want to say that the goal is not perfection. And if we can understand that, grasp that. And, um, if, if that revelation comes to us, there's much more joy in our families <laughs> because God never said, I want you to be perfect. He said, I want you to be obedient. And he said, you will make lots of mistakes. so I will die on the cross. You will sin every single day, so I will die on the cross, and I will pay for you, and the price is already paid, and it is okay if you are not perfect. So, let me read from Deuteronomy 7 verse 19. You know, and when I read this, and I I, I just look at my own life and, and the past 20 years, I really do relate to this. Uh, Verse 19, Deuteronomy 7. The great trials which your eyes saw, the signs and the wonders, the mighty hand and the outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out. So shall the Lord your God do to all the peoples of whom you are afraid. So it speaks about the fact that. God has an outstretched arm, and that God will bring signs and wonders, and our eyes will see it, and we will experience how God will bring us out. You know, and I look at some of the people here that I know with with children who already left the home, and I know what they went through with their children, (laughs) I look at some people here um, who went through trials and tribulations in their marriages. I know what they went through. I look at people who had financial troubles. I look at people who had health challenges. I I, I see all kinds of things just by looking at you and, and those that I know. And I look at my own life, and I can really say this: it's been tough. <laughs> 20 years has been tough, but every single time, God brings us through. And here's the thing about marriage and family. You know, I think this is how it works. The day when you get married, that beautiful wedding day, there's already a laid out for you, some of us might not like this at all, and, and I'm sorry if you don't like this. I think it's true though. There's already the bags of salt that you are going to eat. <laughs> it's already there. <laughs> you just don't see it because that would spoil the beautiful wedding day. <laughs> and 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 hopefully the salt doesn't come so soon after the wedding day. But here's the thing. With every bag of salt that you eat together as a husband and a wife, eventually together with your children, every bag of salt is a step or or even a leap closer to God and his purposes. Understanding his love and knowing him. So never underestimate (laughs) that it will be hard but it will be good. It will be good. Why? Because we live by grace, not by the law. And it is liberating. It is liberating to know that this is a process. This is not a a, 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 a little box that, that 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 is you know it's it's not it's messy. <laughs> it's all over the place and we figure it out as we go along, but it is an adventure and it is good because God is good. And when we read, I'm not going to read it now because for the sake of time, but when we read from from 2 Corinthians 12, verse 8 to 9, Paul complains and he says, I have this thorn in my flesh and we don't know what the thorn was. Some people guess, but nobody knows for sure. And then he says, but in my weakness, I am strong. Now, and when I look at my life, and, I, and, and, and the older I get, the more weaknesses I see. It's scary. <laughs> there was a time when I was in my 30s, I was quite confident, you know. I knew I had weaknesses, but that I wasn't that aware of them. And now in my 40s, I'm extremely aware of my weaknesses. And I see weaknesses in my husband, and I see weaknesses in my children, and I see weaknesses in our family. But this is what I see. God comes through through those very weaknesses. And therefore we can only boast in God. And we are sustained by God. I want to read from 1 Chronicles 16 verse 11. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. We are sustained by seeking God. As a family, we are sustained by seeking God. We are not sustained by money or income. We are not sustained by status. We are not sustained by success. All of those things can vanish overnight. We are sustained by seeking God. God. I had this amazing conversation with a friend of mine. A family member of her had a child who committed suicide. You can imagine the pain. And I said to her, how is your family member doing? She says, do you know what? My family member is part of a group of people who all get together every once in a while. All of them lost their children to suicide. But my family member is the only born-again Christian there. And she's the only one who is doing well. Because God sustains and this is what Dominic Cathy Carson said. I, I, I could not be here last Sunday, but I listened to the sermon and I just cried and cried because I, I I was so convicted. He said, life is about God. Our children should, should understand that life is about God. God is Everything to us. This is who we live for. We live for God. Everything about us is about God. And it is good. It is good. So this was the first thing that I wanted to say. You know, God, we live by grace and through faith and and. If we truly live for God, he will take us out of our comfort zones. He will take our our marriages out of their comfort zones, and he will take our families and even our children sometimes out of their comfort zones so that we will know that we are sustained by God. And we will taste and know and see that the Lord is good. The second thing that I want to say, and I'm not going to speak too much on this because um um Johnny Bell did it really well, and, and I'd want to encourage you to find that sermon somewhere on the internet, on in the wide open spaces of the internet. <laughs> you should you can find that sermon. He spoke a lot about marriage, and he can. They had six children in seven years, span of seven years, of which the last three were triplets. And, 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 and he has a lot to say about marriage. But I just want to say that, you know, the, the word of God is powerful. <laughs> and the word of God will, will give us and, and teach us, together with the revelation by the Holy Spirit, exactly what we need to know to fulfill our purpose on this earth. And there's one golden rule for marriage. Wives respect your husbands the word of god says be submissive that refers to respect go and listen to the sermon of um johnny bell husbands love your wives as jesus loved the church and laid his life down for the church a great strong solid godly marriage takes a lot of Humility. <laughs> this is what I have learned. And I have also learned that children who grow up in a family where a mom and a dad are in unity, where the mom respects the dad and the dad loves the mom, are extremely privileged. And usually those children do not have a problem with their identity. Because they find their identity in this solid unit that they were born into. Now, I know there are some people here who are not that privileged, who are single parents. And I want to say, God's grace is enough for you. Because we live by grace through faith. So take heart. Don't be discouraged. God's grace is enough. I want to speak about the next thing, and this is extremely important for me. I want to read from Proverbs 22 verse 6, very well-known scripture: "Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Godly families are good stewards of the families. Of of what God gave them. They steward the family well. This is extremely important. I have discovered (laughs) that training a child up in the way that he should go takes a lot of commitment, (laughs) a lot of effort, a lot of sacrifice. And a lot of prayer. <laughs> you know, when my children were small and um I, I, I had them in a short I also had I had five children in the span of seven years and I was always tired <laughs> and, 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 and I thought if I can just get the last one out of the nappies, if I can just get the last one off the bottle, if 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 they are just a bit bigger, then it will be so much easier. Little did I know <laughs> that this is a lifelong commitment, and it does not get any easier. You <laughs> know, I love my children. Obviously, I love them. I will. I will die for them. I think most parents here would. But I am looking forward to the day when they all leave the house. <laughs> I spoke to a lady the other day, and and and, I, and her last child left, and I said, "Do you suffer from?" empty nest syndrome, Leah, nest syndrome, she said, no, 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 no. <laughs> I said, I, I, I am like you. I will, I will not. <laughs> I, I'm honestly looking forward to it. But as for now, I have a responsibility before God. You know, and from time to time I cry. I, I, I literally cry and I say, God, five children what were we thinking what were you thinking why why you know <laughs> i don't know i cannot do it it's 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 too hard <laughs> but this is our responsibility before god we need to train up our children in the way that they should go and may i say without the holy spirit it is very very Hard, if even possible. Children can be trained. Millions of children on this earth are trained well. But it says, in the way that he should go. To train our children for me and for you, and, 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 and blessed are you if you only need to train two. <laughs> and I have a friend with eight children. She has to train eight. <laughs> if, <laughs> however many there are. Each one of them has a way that he or she should go, and we need to train them. And this takes a lot of trust in God. But here is the good news. God's grace is enough. We live by grace through faith. You know, one of our children, I'm trying to protect their identities in in the best way that I can and still share with you. One of our children did not have a good year last year. And I was very concerned, but I could not, we could not manage to find out what the problem was. We just knew that there is a problem and she would not speak to us. And we prayed, man, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. I said, God, I don't know how to mother her. I I do not know what to do. I am very concerned and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And this is what happened. She went to the summer camp. Go send your children to the summer camp. (laughs) She went to the summer camp and she phoned us. And she said, I'm getting baptized. We couldn't even go because I didn't read the thing properly. So I didn't read that they, were going, to, they were, going to, were going to baptize children. And we had another commitment and we couldn't go. She was baptized. She changed. She changed completely. And she does not come out of her room in the morning when she did not, if she did not have quiet time. And before our very eyes, she's becoming an incredibly godly woman. And I made a million mistakes. <laughs> I made all my mistakes, on her, most of them on her. I made so many mistakes. We made so many mistakes. But here's the thing. We kept our trust in God. We trusted God all along. And now we have a child who has her own independent, strong relationship with God, independent from us. And she's influencing the other four in a way that I could never imagine. We did not do that. You know, and I, over the years, I always say to myself, and I'm just sharing freely. I I, I used to say to myself, you need to do proper Bible reading with the children, me speaking to myself. You need to go systematically through the word of God. You need to buy a good book. And I had all these conversations in my head and nothing ever happened. The best I could do (laughs) was to grab the Bible when I put them to bed, read any scripture that I can find and pray with them. But guess what? It seems to be working. (laughs) Our children slowly but surely are busy pursuing God. So about two years ago, I'm not sure how long ago, I felt that God said to me, you need to worship in your house as a family. So I said, okay, God, challenging, but we will do it. So the first time I said, come, all, everybody come, and, and and I said, I shared with Anton that this is what I felt God said, and he said, yes, let's do it. So we put the laptop there, you know, connected to the, to the TV screen. I said to them, now we are going to sing as loud as we can. We are going to worship, you know, and they just looked at me. And I said, you can all each pick a song. And nobody wanted to pick a song because this is just awkward. I said, well, then I will pick a song. And I picked a song and Anton picked a song. And the only people who were singing was me and Anton. And Anton is not very loud. So it was just basically me singing. And they all just sat there. <laughs> and two, ooh, two years down the line, guess what? They worship. They worship. We worship God together. We do it once a week. We pick five songs. So it's a whole worship session. Each child can pick a song. And so we will have a deep song and we will have a, a song that... We, so, so, for instance, last Sunday, Carly picked Father Abraham. And after we sang, I think, Oceans or something, we moved on to... Father, I, what, lo, right arm, left foot, lean. <laughs> but I looked at my teenagers and we were all doing it together because there's an understanding that we are worshiping God as a family. And we are reading the word. And, and about five weeks ago, I put Joshua to bed. He's nine now, and he said to me, I want to be baptized. You know, we used to baptize people, a lot of people in the in, in swimming pool, just by, by, by pastoring churches. And, and every time they said, can we be baptized? And I said, no, you just want to swim. I can see that this is not a real. <laughs> I said, God, you will show us. And he said to me, I want to be baptized. And I said, why do you want to be baptized? He said, I don't know. I just know I have to be baptized. You know, sometimes they cannot verbalize it yet. And and it took me a while to get it organized. And after a week, he said, why can I not be baptized? How long should I wait to be baptized? So he's getting baptized this afternoon. And the family... The family are going to come and his three children's church teachers are going to come because he wants them there and he didn't want anybody else there. I'm sorry if anybody feels hurt, but he invited the family and those three people who spoke into his life and God spoke through them and he had that understanding. And, and, and Leisha will—he's going to the summer camp and she will be baptized there. Now in a week's time, today in a week's time. And then Caleb came to me the other evening. He's nine. You know, if you want to hear the best version of I raise a hallelujah, you must come to our house when he's on the loo. And you will hear the best version of I raise a hallelujah. (laughs) Caleb came to me and he said, if I give you this sweetie, he had a sweetie in his hand. He said, will you read Bible with me more often? And this is not us. This is God. And if the only thing that we remember today is that we live by grace through faith and we need to trust God. You know, some of us have difficult marriages. And let me tell you, I know about that. We've had some very hard times in our marriage. And I hurt my husband deeply, deeply. And no, yeah, we still are because God is faithful and our children are pursuing God with all the many mistakes that we made. <laughs> and all the times when I was never consistent with the Bible reading and I would just grab the Bible and read a scripture and just pray a prayer. But yet God is faithful because our hearts were always turned to him always, I have two minutes, I think I have two minutes left, and I am not halfway, so I'm just going to have to skip some things, I just went to read Proverbs 10 verse 4, let me read it there, he, no, well, no, <laughs> Um, okay, Proverbs 10 verse 4, he who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. You know, the Bible often speaks about diligence, not perfection, diligence, not perfection, diligence. God says, if you seek me diligently, you will find me. If you are diligent, and this is what I've learned with marriage and with children and with family, just be diligent. Someone once said, um, the things that we do every day matters much more than the, the, than the things that we do once in a while. Every single day, we must say, God, today I am going to do my best, by your grace, to seek your face and to live for you, because life is about God. I want to read the last scripture, Psalm 68, verse 5 to 6. A father of the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy habitation. God sets the solitary in families in some other some other bible versions it says god puts the lonely in families i must end i want to say that god is not calling us as families to live for ourselves he's calling us to live with open doors because there are people who need us and there are people that we need in our lives. And you know, many of us think I wish I could be I wish I could be involved in missions somewhere in India or, or in prison ministry or, or you know, my thing is I, I I always think about the sex trade and the sex slaves and it bothers me so much and I, I so wish I I could get involved in that. But and and that is good and we have a pre burden sometimes. But here's the thing right here, in your own neighborhood, there are people who need you. <laughs> and we must live with open doors. And we as a family we often take people in, people who don't have space to live. <laughs> and and we have not done that for a while and it came with its set of troubles but you know what? There's such a blessing in that. And I see couples who get married and it's so exciting. And then the first baby comes and it's so exciting. And you know, and life is so good. And we forget that we are not living for ourselves. God has a calling on every single family. And we need, and it's different for all of us, and we need to determine what that calling is and how we can live it. I must end. I I did not say everything that I wanted to say. <laughs> Let me end with Psalm 149 verse 5. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. <laughs> I want to end by saying that with God there's a lot of joy and there's a lot of laughter and that joy is our strength and we must make an effort to bring joy into our homes. We must make an effort to understand that life is about God and God is about joy <laughs> and we must teach our children to have joy, to choose joy, to laugh a lot, and to lie on their beds and laugh, to sit on the loo and worship. <laughs> because there is our strength. There's so much more that I wanted to say, but there has been three sermons on godly families. And I believe that God did speak to us. He certainly spoke to me through the previous two sermons. I, <laughs> I have so much that I am working through with God in, in my mind. And um, what we are going to do now is we are going to um, take communion and we are going to go outside and we are going to come together as families And if you are here without family, you may not stand alone. (laughs) I want the families to look out for those people who came alone and call them and let them join with your family with communion. And as we do that today, let's thank God for grace. (laughs) And let's make a decision to let go of the condemnation (laughs) you know let me just quickly share this yesterday i said god i cannot preach the sermon i have i don't i'm not the person to preach the sermon (laughs) on family and 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 i i i just had that thought and then a friend of mine sent this word she said god says you must preach what you want to preach Because he already paid the price for all your mistakes and weaknesses. And that goes for all of us. So as we are having communion this morning, (laughs) let's choose to let go of the condemnation. And let us choose life which God gives. And let us pray together as families. Amen. So let's close our eyes, I'll pray for us, and then we can go and and, and do that. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.